This is Scott. This is Rebecca. And we're the CEOs of Hardy, Party of Five. And a half. It's not really a company, it just sounds cool. And if you're looking for a normal family, well, you've certainly come to the wrong place. So keep your arms and legs inside the vehicle at all times and let's see where this roller coaster takes us. Yes, Rebecca. Guess, guess what? God, you scared me. We're in the same room together. How did I scare you? We're actually in the closet together. Were you surprised it was me? This is our studio. This is Hardy oh, Party of Five and a Half Studios. Yes, we're in our studio. Yes. I have something so cool to tell you. What? Did you realize we have two offers for campaign managers? Oh, we do, yes. For our upcoming Hardy Hardy 2024? Yes, isn't my mom one of them? Your mom's one of them? <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're cooking with gas now. And Brady Looney. Yeah. I mean, I think the cross of generations could be a good thing. So we have an 18-year-old and an 82-year-old that are ready to go. I think that shows, I mean, honestly, doesn't that show some form of, like, broadness? We speak to everyone. We speak to everyone. We encompass the people. We are for the people. That's right. Is that our campaign slogan? For the people? Has that been used? I feel like (laughs) there's we the people. We could just do we the people. We the people. (laughs) Do it. Okay, okay, we got it. <laughs> okay, Brady, this is all do you hear that? Together. We the people. That's where we're going. Okay, we are doing something different today. We're not, do- we're not starting our campaign just yet. I mean, we're going to leave that up to Brady and Nanny right now. But yes, we are going to do something different today with this month in history. And it's February. And I'm always the one guessing. I'm always nervous because I'm terrible at history. Okay, but but we've got something new. Scott's going to explain the rules. Here. Bring it on. I'm adding some help, and I'm adding some incentives. Can I phone a friend? No, that's an idea <laughs> for maybe next season. Okay. For this season, you're going to get the date. Okay. You're going to get the audio clue that we usually have. Okay. You're also going to get a prize that also is a clue to the event. Do I actually get the prize in my hands? Like you have it in here with us? In oh, the closet? yeah. <gasps> it's around here? Oh, the, I have three prizes ready for you. Okay. 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 I like this. <laughs> Can one be chocolate? <laughs> okay. Keep going. That would be giving away a hint. Okay. And you're also going to get multiple choice after you hear that and see the prize and know the date. You'll right. get a multiple choice. I'm ready. So I think this is really, you're really going to thrive here. Okay. Okay. All right. Are you are, ready are we, for... Are we ready? I think so. Are you We're ready for February? In? Okay. I'm ready for February. Okay. Oh, and also as a reminder, this is like things that happened since 1970, right? Yes, since we were born, we're trying to keep the history from 1970 to now, 2021. To 2021 in So the last 51 years. And then maybe things that, like maybe a reoccurring event could be thrown in there. Okay. So. All right, I'm ready. Okay. Let's do it. Here we go. Clock at five. Pass is intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm Butler. Unreal. Malcolm Butler, who almost made the phenomenal play that wound up in Percy's arms. There are flags on the field for a celebration. 
amazing. Butler, a rookie free agent out of West Alabama. They try to pick play Al. They tried to go here, but he beats him to the punch. And I'm sorry, but I can't believe the call. Me neither. I cannot believe the call. You've got Marshawn Lynch in the backfield. You've got a guy that's been borderline unstoppable in this part of the field. I can't believe the call. Okay, Rebecca, that was your audio hint. All right. The date is February 1st, 2015. Okay. And your prize is this. What? Yes, an air horn. An air just horn? For you. Yes, right there. That's another clue. Oh, my goodness. Okay. All right. But Who doesn't know, need an air horn? I, I think I can almost guess this without the multiple without, choice. You well, don't even want multiple choice? I do want the multiple choice. I want it to be known, though, that I understand it's a Super Bowl game. Okay. okay? And good. I understand that because we always celebrate Jake's birthday, like right around his birthday is the 5th, and usually it's like Super Bowl weekend. Okay. I just can't remember who was in the Super Bowl in 2015. Okay. But it was someone named Butler, and he's from Alabama. Okay. okay. Go ahead. <laughs> You're using all your context clues. Okay. Here's your multiple choice. Okay. It's going to be A, B, or C. A, the deciding play in Super Bowl 49. B, the deciding play in Alito's third straight Texas State Championship. <laughs> third? Yep. Okay. And C, the deciding play in the movie Any Given Sunday with Al Pacino. Well, it's A. It's A, I yes. I know that for sure. Okay, very good. Now, I don't know who's playing because my only picks lately are Tom Brady, so. It was Seattle and New England. Oh, so it was Tom Brady. And this is like one of the most controversial plays that's ever happened in Super Bowl history. Yeah. Because there wasn't much time left. They were like on the one-yard line. Seattle was on the one-yard line. And like they talked about in the in the audio, the announcers were like, couldn't believe the call. Right. Because they had one of the best running backs, and instead of using him to run up the middle, they decided to throw over the middle into the end zone. And that's when it got picked off. Oh, wow. So it's like no one could believe that they were throwing from the one-yard line. Okay, so obviously the Patriots ended up winning? Yes, Patriots won. Okay, so this wasn't a Tom Brady and de-inflate the ball kind of thing. This was a bad play call by the by Seattle C coach. By Seattle. We still, okay, he's the gray-haired guy, I personally guy, still right? didn't yeah. want Tom Brady to win. Yeah, I understand, win, but. yeah. Seattle has the cool uniforms of the lime green, right? Yes. And their who was, coach who has the like the gray-haired coach. Yes, Pete Carroll. Yeah, that's him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't remember this play at all, but I'm excited about it. Okay. I like this. I feel like... Was this the was this the time? I sorry, I keep interrupting you. No, we came good. home. Remember when we came home from the Rose's house? It was dark. The whole house was dark, and Jake was having a bunch of people over, and we were like, "It is down to the very end. Like this is an exciting game oh, with like two been. minutes left on the clock." And we come in the house, and the whole place is dark, and there's cars everywhere, so we know people are around, but the yeah. house is pitch black. And we step into the living room, and I say, "Jake," and out of the shadows come. Big football players and tiny football players, and they come from everywhere. They're all football players, but they're not watching None the None of them are watching the Super Bowl. And I said, Jake, what are y'all doing? He goes, Mom, we're playing hide-and-seek. <laughs> <laughs> they were high schoolers. It was hilarious. Anyways, this was. I wonder if this was the same Those game. wild parties they threw when we weren't in the house. That's right, wild parties. Now, one of the biggest things about this is it, this event is the most watched event in TV history. Really? Yes. Hmm. There were... 
140 million people watching. Wow. I'm sorry, 114 million people watching. Wow, that's a lot. Um, and unfortunately, it was the Patriots' fourth Super Bowl. Wow. Wow. <laughs> but it was their first in 10 years. Okay. So it took them a minute. And now how many have they won in a row since then? They haven't really won any in a row. I think he's won, Tom Brady's won six, and now he's in yeah, his 10th to try yeah. to win again. Okay. So, yeah. Um, one of the, what's interesting about the whole list of most watched TV events, mm-hmm. out of the top 30, 29 of them are Super Bowls. Wow. Which shows you what a social event Super Bowls are. Right. The one event that is not is one of your favorite shows ever. What? It's the finale of MASH in 1983. It's number nine. What? Yes. 105 million people watched the conclusion to MASH. Oh my goodness. Everything else was a Super Bowl? Everything, the top 30 other than that is Super Bowl. That is really crazy. Which is really weird because that was. 1983, a long time ago. Did you watch the finale of Nash? I was into Mash. I when I go back and watch I said it now. Mash. I meant Mash. When I go back and watch it now, Nash is the show with Don Johnson. Do you remember that show? No, because I was and thinking Steve che- Nash, who played for the Mavericks. And Cheech Marin was like his sidekick in that. Mm. He was like a detective or something. <laughs> um, I was into Mash at the time, but when I go back and like go to TV Land and try to watch it now, I'm like, Didn't you why did like, I ever watch this? Yeah. Didn't you have a cousin that was a writer? My cousin Barbara Hall from Virginia was, that's where she got her start. Like she sent in a letter to, she sent in a letter and some samples to Alan Alda. Huh. To How just, do you send something to Alan I know, Alda? She Scott, had to, she had to you know can somehow. do this. Send something to. I think things were easier to do Chris back then. Pratt. Send something to him. Okay. Just, just send just something. Just send something. Just okay. do it. <laughs> I'll find something to send him. Um, so she contacted him, and then he had her like flown out there, and she ended up being a writer on that on Mash. Yeah. And now she did like she's done all kinds of shows, but one of the recent ones is Madam Secretary. Oh, she yeah, like that's created right, yeah. that show. Yep. So she's big in Hollywood now. But you've never met her. I've met her twice. Oh, you have met her. When I was very little, much, much long ago. <laughs> much long ago. <laughs> yes. Okay. Many moons ago. Much long ago when you had proper speech. <laughs> yes. I don't. I don't know that she would remember me. Right. But yeah. yes, we have met. Okay. Um. So it. This brought a couple of questions to my mind. Why is Tom Brady so hated? Because he he is known to be to have cheated. Yeah. And pe- people don't like it when people win all the time. Why? It's like it's like the last time we watched Alabama play, Jake was like, I wouldn't care if Alabama lost. I'm like, who are you? And he was the biggest He's Alabama the biggest, fan I mean, ever. We bought Alabama stuff for how many Christmases in a row for that kid, including tickets to games. And it just gets tiresome. People want to see somebody, somebody different. different. Yeah. 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 Right. That's why. Okay. Well, and honestly, with Tom Brady, we may be losing viewers at this point. Viewers, listeners, <laughs> but with Tom Brady, Can they see us in our closet. <laughs> yes, <laughs> put pants on. Um, with Tom Brady, he's our pants. Okay. With Tom Brady, one thing that bothers me that I've noticed this season for sure is if he loses a game and he felt like the other quarterback was equal or better than him, he will go greet them after the game, mm-hmm. even if he loses. Mm-hmm. But if he feels like the quarterback he was against is like younger and not as good, he will just kind of not greet them after. If the game. he loses to them, right? But if he wins, he greets them no matter. Oh what. yeah, he's like he's cool to go. Yeah, he's right, good to okay. go then. Gotcha. But like if it's an Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. and he loses, he would go like, "Hey, good game." But I've noticed if it's someone a lesser, that, a lesser, QB. yeah, that's not mm-hmm. at his level, he'll just kind of walk okay. off, All which right. is not cool. I don't. 
beyond everything else, that just kind of bothers me. Yeah, I, I agree. So it's just like, be a good loser and be a good winner. Yeah. You know? I don't know if most people catch that. They just get tired of the same people winning all the time. Yeah, and I probably and do too. And he deflated some footballs. Yep. There's that. And he did get suspended for that, so it was proven that that, got that happened. The boot. Forever boot. Who's, should... Has anybody ever been booted out of football forever? I don't think so. Who's been booted out of baseball forever? Pete Rose has so far. And, That's it? Uh, Joe Jackson, I think he was reinstated though, because huh. of the whole Black Sox scandal in the early 1900s. Well, that'll be a different podcast because I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, Pete Rose, remember, gambled on his team. Yeah, I knew about that. When he played and coached. Mm -hmm. So, but and then they do it. so much more now. Like, to me, the whole the stuff steroids that, and all that. Yeah. yeah, the stuff that Houston did, you know, the Astros did with the whole, like, to me, that's worse. But, anyways, it seems like a different level. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's just slippery slope of letting things slide that we've gotten on. It's That's why we need to be president. It's a slippery slope to slide on. <laughs> it's a slippery slope. Yeah. That's our is that our campaign slogan? It's a slippery slope to slide on. Yeah. I don't, don't, I don't be know on works. a slippery slope. I thought it was we the people. Okay. That's what we're that's our working title so working far. Working title, we the people. All right. Go ahead. Nanny and Brady are gonna meet and kind of <laughs> hash these things out. That's gonna be a beautiful meeting. <laughs> yes. So we talked about like the top twenty nine of thirty. TV events are Super Bowls. Why do you think Super Bowls are such a big event? How did this become a big deal? like to eat food yeah. in community. That's okay. And so it's an excuse to get together and eat. It's an excuse to get together and eat. You come, you bring your family. There's usually some games to play. It's a big day that you cook around. You eat junk food. You eat terrible food. The husbands all migrate to a room and watch football. In our case, the women migrate to another room and also watch football. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, and also the commercials have become the big deal. Everybody wants to watch the. I mean, there are people that watch the Super Bowl because they don't care about football. They don't want to see the commercials. Now, those have gotten probably, like, some of them have gotten a little dicier. But also, halftime show became a big deal at some yeah. point. And so there's your... Your, you know, whoever you want to see how they perform live, like that's a big deal watching someone perform live because, you know. Because I think this year it's the weekend is the oh, halftime show. Really? And I was trying to think of halftime shows. The only one that really pops into my head is U2, I think, did a pretty cool halftime show. I think mid 2000s, mm -hmm. it was right after 9 uh, 11, I think. And they had the big sheet behind them that had all the names up. Yeah. And I just remember that being cool. I don't remember really. Oh, Many there's been so much controversy over the last few with uh, okay. Beyonce and, you know, all that. Like, there's yeah. just been... I don't remember any I don't remember who, I've gotten to where I don't watch the halftime. Did J-Lo do it last year? Was it J-Lo and Shakira? That, Maybe. It, yeah, I don't, I've gotten to where I don't really watch the halftime. a lot half of half-dressed people on yeah. the, the halftime show these days. So, yeah, there's that. So what are your some of your favorite, you mentioned one Super Bowl memory. Is there another Super Bowl memory? Because you mentioned the Roses. We used to always go, we have some friends yeah. that lived close, and they would have a big party every year, and we'd all go yeah. and just enjoy the game. Right, so best Super Bowl memories would clearly be Carl's smoked ribs. Oh, yes. I Gosh. mean, come on. Oh, you yeah. can't, I don't even know what who was playing what game. Yeah, who cares about the game? Carl was smoking food, mm -hmm. and yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. So he's a phenomenal smoker. One day he will smoker. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> I don't think Carl smokes. He's a 
what do you call it? Is he? A smoker. He's a smoker. He's a smoker. Barbecue. A smokesman. Would it be a smokesman? Smokesman. I like that word. <laughs> I made that word up. If he's it's a not barbecue a word smokesman. He's. A... <laughs> Listen, he is so good. And one day they're gonna have a restaurant called the Smoke and Rose. You wait and see, and you will have to go to it. It's so good. We've got a presidential campaign, and now we're starting a restaurant. Mm-hmm. We got a lot going on. Yep. To me, one of the biggest Supermo memories beyond the roses, because we did that every year. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, they've moved to Houston now. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be different this year. But in 1983, I remember the Super Bowl because the Washington football team won that year mm-hmm. in 83. Do you know why that's a big deal? It's the first time they'd ever won. No. First time they'd uh, ever It's be... more personal for oh. me. I don't have any Well, idea. they were my team. Right. I'm now a Cowboys fan. And right. Don't people, come at him. Yeah. People can hate me for that, but <laughs> I have transitioned to be a Cowboy fan. If my dad has forgiven him for this, then you can too. I don't know that he has. Uh, maybe not. <laughs> but in 1983, my Redskins won the Washington football team. Oh. And my Philadelphia 76ers yes. won in the NBA. Yes. And my Baltimore Orioles won it was a in baseball. Deal. Right. So I had the trifecta you did. in 1983. Okay. It's been downhill since then. Yeah. But Never 1983, everybody won. Right. I remember I, after this happened, I, you know how I am. I'm, I'm kind of crafty. So I made this big poster board with all the teams. Like I drew the teams yes. on there and who won. And Some people call so. that a shrine. <laughs> yes. It was an idol in my life. But now it's gone. But yeah, 1983 was the year where it all came together. <laughs> That's cool. I like that. Okay. All right. Are we on to the second one yet? Okay. Are you ready for this one? I hope so. I don't like the look on your face right now, <laughs> but I'm ready. Okay, let's, let's do, do it. it. Uh, Houston, while you're looking at it, you might recognize what I have in my hand is the uh, handle for the contingency sample return. It just still happens to have a genuine six iron on the bottom of it. In my left hand, I have a little white pellet that's a million of millions of Americans. I drop it down. Unfortunately, the center is so stiff, I can't do this with two hands, but I'm going to try an old sand trap shot here. Hey, there's your audio, Rebecca. That was confusing because I only could make out every few words, but I did hear ball and dirt, and it went a long ways. Okay. Okay. I've got an idea. It was February 6, 1971. Okay. Do you want your three guesses? Yeah. Your three Wait, multiple I get, choice? I don't get the hint first. I get the three. Do you want your prize? I want the prize. Okay, here it is. Okay. What? This is obviously a spacesuit. Yeah, clearly. It's yes. a space suit. I'm yeah. trying to figure out how that goes with the ball and dirt and hit a long way. But I have a guess. Okay. Can, can I, I give, give you multiple choice first? Or do you give, wanna... I want to guess first. Okay, go, go, I don't go. get this very often. Okay. It just has something to do with the golf ball being hit in space. Okay, you're right. I am right. Yes. Look, okay. I am telling you. Is it A, Tiger Woods hitting a shot that's out of this world? 
Not unless he's an astronaut. B, Alan Shepard becoming the first man to hit a golf ball on the moon. Mm. Or C, Tom Hanks goofing around on the set of Apollo 13. I'm, oh, I'm going with B. B? Is yes. that your final answer? That's my final answer. You're right. Woohoo! Alan Shepard. I'm getting good at this history stuff. Okay, and this... This, this is, is cool. This is not your favorite person we're about to go to. Okay. But we have a roving correspondent. Oh. That has some information you, for why us. Why would you say he's not my favorite person? Well, I remember the first time he was on that he exhausted you a little bit. Do you remember? Yes, he's he's a little he, exhausting, but in <laughs> small snippets. Yeah. I'm because I'm assuming you're talking about the Scooter McScoops. Scooter McScoops. Okay, yes. Okay, he's coming. He's coming. He's here. No, he's not here. He's on location, and we're gonna call on and, the moon. No, he's not on the moon. Okay. I don't think he's on the moon. Well, what's the location then? <laughs> We're going to call him and find out. Oh, okay. But I just wanted to warn you because I know he's a little eccentric and sometimes I'm ready. that Bring him on. I can you. handle Scooter. Okay. All right. Let me see if I can get him on the line. Hello? 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 Scooter, is that you? Yes. Well, why do I hear birds? Are there birds on the moon? There are no birds on the moon. But? There are birds are in New Jersey. That's where you are in New Jersey? I'm in New Jersey, on site, are you on having, location. Are you having a hard time with your phone? I am. I'm not used to this contraption. What contraption? I don't see any dials or... <laughs> rotary? It's called a rotary, what yes, you, used, I, what you that, probably used And to I used use. to have a crank. I used to crank it up. <laughs> And you held it to your ear. Yeah. Well, you still hold this one. Most people don't do that anymore, but you should hold the oh, phone okay. to your ear. Oh, that's right. one of the problems. <laughs> they usually just type words into it. Does that make sense to you? I don't even know what you're talking about, Missy. <laughs> this is Buck Rogers stuff to me. <laughs> okay. Out why, of this world. Sci-fi. Why are you in New Jersey? I'm in New Jersey. Study. Investigating conspiracy I, theories. I like investigating conspiracy theories. I got poster boards full of conspiracy theories. That's for another episode. <laughs> this is about me now. Okay, tell me all about it. Well, your husband sent me to New Jersey to okay. the United States Golf Association Museum. Okay. What happened there? Well, they have this golf club that was supposedly used on the moon by oh, Alan Shepard. Oh, they actually have the golf club? Yes. That's cool. If you believe in this stuff, that it actually happened, the moon landing. Okay. These are also people that think the Earth is round. <laughs> so, conspiracy theories. These are not on my conspiracy theory boards. Okay. Well, in 1974, Alan Shepard donated his makeshift club mm. to the USGA Museum. Okay. And I'm standing right in front of it are right you? now. Man. Yes, I am. Okay. It is a thing. It is. I don't believe it was used on the moon, but it is a thing. Does it just look like a regular old golf club? It's a golf club head. That's attached to, like, a lunar equipment pole. Really? They had to have a different kind of pole? Well, he snuck it aboard. What? He did. Scandalous. Now we're talking, Scooter. <laughs> I told you, conspiracy theories All everywhere. Right. He snuck it aboard? He did. He contacted a local club pro in Houston before he went on his flight. And he connected the head of a six iron to the shaft of a piece of rock collecting equipment. He then covered the club with a sock so it wouldn't be discovered before the launch. Oh, my gosh. Because Alan Shepard, if you remember, if you believe all this stuff, he was one of the, he was one of the first Americans, if not the first American in space. Huh. I didn't know that. And he was supposed to be on Apollo 13. Okay. And you know about that, the Tom Hanks movie that yes. I've watched recently. Uh -huh. I feel like Captain America and Winter Soldier. I'm just learning all this new stuff. <laughs> it's a lot to take in. 
But he decided he needed more training, so he didn't go on that mission. Okay. And when he went on this mission, he wanted it to be a big deal. He was trying to think of something that would make it special. So he decided he would hit a golf ball on the moon. He is the first and only person to do that. I have a question. If you believe he was actually on the moon. Can I ask questions Yes, ma'am. First question, where did he hide the golf ball? I don't know about that. It was a big suit he was wearing. (laughs) He just, like, stuck it up his sleeve or something? (laughs) He just pulled it out of his sleeve. Okay. Also, did they retrieve the golf ball? They couldn't. That, okay, this is what's interesting. In In my studies... Um, I found a blog called 109, and they talked to a theoretical physicist named Ethan Siegel. That's a fake name. <laughs> totally a fake name <laughs> on these conspiracy theory websites. Right. He said, assuming the golf ball, uh, assuming the golfer, which is the astronaut, yeah. knew how to adjust his approach to properly take advantage of the moon's environment, he could have easily hit it. How far do you think he could have hit it with no gravity to speak of? Oh, my goodness. How far do you think? I'm going to say, I'm going to say 70 miles. Two and a half miles if he hit it flush. Okay. Considering the gravity, which still is a long ways. Two and a half miles is a long ways to hit a golf ball. When you think a long shot is 300 to 400 yards. So my question is, how do you know it stopped out there two and a half miles away when you're in the slope? How do you know where it stopped? This is a conspiracy theory. This this is fake news. They weren't even on the, they weren't even on the moon, (laughs) Missy. But that's for another show. (laughs) How do you know when it stopped in space to mark that? You see? They're they're just, it's theoretical physics. Theoretical. I'm a logical thinker. So when he, when he, when you heard the audio and Alan Shepard mentioned miles and miles, it could have very much been miles and miles. Okay. Not a bad shot. Not a terrible shot. And I guess he got a hole in one because it went wherever he wanted it to go. That's right. There's plenty of craters to hit it into, so I'm sure he holed it out. Well, maybe he hit it into a black hole. That would not be on the moon. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> black holes are in space, away from the planet. Oh, well, didn't he not hit it away out into oh, the Oh, maybe he did. Maybe so. I'm thinking not. I wasn't thinking that he hit. Oh, this makes more sense what you're saying now. Because <laughs> I was thinking he hit it from the moon. It just went out into space. Well, it's You're stayed... saying it, it went uh, to another location on the moon. Right. There's enough gra- oh. There's enough gravity there that it didn't like fly out into okay. space. No, I thought it just went away. I'm no, like, it just landed. Clock- it landed well, somewhere under- on the moon. Now I understand how they clocked it. There you go. Okay. This is becoming less of a conspiracy theory, but still a very interesting article. Still would like to know where he hit the golf ball. Don't know about that one. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna have to cut it short. They're on to me. <laughs> the the jig's up. I gotta get out of here. All right. Bye. Bye, okay. Spider. I'll Thanks. see you again soon. Okay, thank you for informing us. Gotta go! Bye. Scooter, Scooter. He's a little paranoid. I don't think anybody's after him. What if he was snatched? What? You don't know. Maybe he's in the trunk of a car right now. <laughs> I don't know. Poor Scooter. We're the only ones that know. <laughs> I'll have to check on him later. I'll call him later? again. Later? He doesn't even know how to work his cell phone. <laughs> well, I hope he's got his location on so okay. I can find out where he's at. Well, all right. If not, what do we used to do? I mean, but like, I really, I don't think it's a conspiracy theory. I think people were really on the moon. Okay. I think he may be a little paranoid. Yeah, and a little, maybe some fake news has gotten into him there. Okay. So I don't know. I can relate. I'll check on him. <laughs> All right. Are we okay. ready for number three? Are you ready for the next this one? This is the final one. Yes. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. It, it was February eighteenth, two thousand one. Two thousand one. And now here's your audio okay. clue. I'm ready. 
Sir, you could fall. I won't fall. I'm very coordinated. Trying to reroute a phone line to get internet access. I can get an IT guy in here to do that for you, sir. My lord, you are as dumb as a bag of hammers, aren't you? Yes, let's bring in an IT guy. Making $35,000 a year and give him access to hard drives that a foreign agent would pay millions for. Supposed to be protecting the Bureau from electronic infiltration. Okay, that sounds so familiar. His voice sounds so familiar. Yeah. It's a movie clip. Right. I know that, but I'm going to need my prize. I don't, okay. I don't know. Here you go. Whoa, be careful, be careful. What? Is that a noisy cricket? <laughs> no, that's a laser pin. Noisy cricket from Men in Black. Is that not the clip of the movie? No, that's <sighs> not it. I'm wrong. This is my first No, one. hold on. You don't. You haven't gotten your multiple choice yet. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. All right, I won't freak out yet. But okay. it wasn't Tommy Lee Jones? No, it's not Tommy Lee Jones. Eek. Okay. Okay, A, was it Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> installing the latest security measures in his office? Oh, my goodness. No. B, an old Radio Shack commercial. Doubt it. Or C, scene from the movie Breach starring Chris Cooper as FBI spy Robert Hansen. That's Chris Cooper. So you're C. saying C. Yeah, I've never seen this movie. Oh, we've seen this movie. No, there's no way. Yes, we've seen this movie. I don't think I have. I'm pretty sure we did. But I don't think so. Okay. Okay, tell me all we'll about it. We have to it. agree to disagree. Okay. Okay. Chris Cooper, only thing I've seen him is the Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and you watch the uh, Mr. Rogers movie. He's in that. He's the dad in that. Yeah, I yeah. forgot about that. Yeah. Okay. So this is about Robert Hansen, who was an FBI agent who was arrested and charged with committing espionage in 2001. Okay. Is this a true story? Yes. Okay. Very much a true story. He had been doing it since 1985, and they caught him in 2001. Hmm. He, was, he pled guilty to 15 counts of espionage on July 6, 2001. He was sentenced to prison without possibility of parole. Wow. On all 15 counts. He's considered the most damaging spy in FBI history. Oh, wow. He was, a, he was arrested making a dead drop, which, like, he had a <clears throat> envelope of stuff that he was putting up under a bridge in a park, and they called it a dead drop, where the he was doing it for the Russians, so the Russian agent would come after he left it, pick it up, and take the secrets with him. And his Russian handlers never knew who he was. Like, he was anonymous on both sides. How did he get caught? Huh? Well, they, eventually they were finding out, they just, finally they found out he was doing it. Huh. He had done 20 separate dead drops with two dozen diskettes. Remember diskettes? Yeah. Like floppies? <laughs> um, which ended up being like 6,000 pages of secret documents, okay. all total. Wow. From 1985 to 2001. Oh, wow. He was paid $1.4 million worth of cash and diamonds total Okay. in his 20 years of doing it. I was going to say, why would that, why does one flip on their country? Now I know. Yeah. Um, and also, if you watch the movie, it's a really good movie. And you really see that he felt, he felt like he was smarter than everyone, and he didn't feel like he was appreciated. So that uh -huh. was part of what drove him to do it, is okay. like... He enjoyed like duping the people above him uh -huh. that who thought they were better and smarter than him in his eyes. Yeah. And that was beyond the money. It was like, oh, you don't think I'm important, but here's uh -huh. here's what I can do. Um, like I say, his Russian handlers only knew him as Ramon Garcia. 
That's all they knew, okay. and they didn't know who he was. He <laughs> endangered countless spies, and they think he might be directly responsible for the death of five spies directly. Oh, wow. Yeah. No. There's really no way to calculate. I mean, given the secrets that he gave away, there's no way to know really how much serious. damage he did. Yeah. Um, he's currently serving his sentence in federal supermax prison in Colorado. Wow. He's in solitary confinement 23 hours a day. Why? It's just, that's his thing. That's I his, mean, he yeah. wasn't considered necessarily like a physical danger. Well, if you think of how much damage he did to national security and also getting spies and everything killed, he's pretty dangerous. So Wow. Yeah. And after he was sentenced, he said, I apologize for my behavior. I'm ashamed by it. I have opened the door for slander against my totally innocent wife and children. I have hurt so many so deeply. Oh. So there is some remorse there. What happened to his wife and kids? I'm not sure about that. Huh. I'm sure they went on and I need did more the best they information. Okay. Where's Scooter McScoops? I'll get if I ever find Scooter, <laughs> I'll get him on that yeah. to see if he can find out. I need to know what happened to his family. Okay. Okay, will you let me know? So pretty big spy thing, right? Yeah. So when I was looking at this, it also made me think about what was like the first American spy. Oh. Okay. So I kinda looked that up, of course. Um, the first American spy is considered to be Nathan Hale. Do you remember that name? Sounds like from familiar. the Re American Revolution? Huh. He worked for the good guys. Like, he was a good spy, where Hansen is obviously not a good spy. Yeah. He was working for the Americans during the American Revolution. He was a Yale ga graduate, and he was working and aspiring for the Americans. Huh. But he wasn't very good at it. <laughs> he was ferried into Long Island. Like, what had happened is Washington's troops had kind of gotten bottlenecked by the British. Uh -huh. So they were trying to figure a way out of, to get out of the situation. So they were sending spies in to act like normal citizens to see, kind of survey and see where the British were or see if they could find any secrets about their movements. So he went in to Long Island in September 16th, 1776. Okay. And he was posing as a schoolmaster. So he was trying to kind of blend in. Right. He didn't do a very good job. <laughs> he wasn't very good at all. After a few days, the British were already suspicious of him. Like, they were... Do you not have what his is... British accent down? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, when a British agent approached him at a tavern, pretending to be a fellow Patriot spy, he got caught. And he was hung on September 22nd. So his wow. spy his spy career lasted six days. Oh, my goodness. So, but it's also the, one of the famous quotes that they say he said, his final words were, I only regret that I have but one life to give for my country. Huh. So that was the famous quote from that. Okay. But obviously not the greatest spy. No, not the greatest spy. What happened to his family? I'm not <laughs> sure about that. <laughs> that was way back when. So in thinking about that, why do you think... Like, spy life is so compelling to us. It's, like, you think of all the movies that have been shown, and we just love spy movies and spy yeah, stories. Why I don't do you know. think? It's just fascinating. Like, I love that kind of stuff. Like, when we went to D.C. and went to the International Spy Museum, like, looking at the, like, lipstick tube guns and stuff like that. And so the laser cool. pins. Yeah. And the, and the noisy crickets. Yeah. I'm sorry. They probably didn't have those there. That Those are hidden away in some other place. Uh, but I don't know. It's because it's so secretive and you have to be so good at it. And yeah. also like, I don't know, this, I think it's the danger probably has an appeal. Like for me, it, it, that would, I don't know. That's what I think. I feel like I would like Hanson, even though he was a bad guy, he was uh -huh. really good at the spy stuff. I yeah. feel like I would be like Nathan Hill and get caught within a week. 
I don't know. I feel like you'd be good at it. I probably would. Like be you good. would, you would be good taking different personalities and stuff. Oh, you would enjoy I don't that. Know if it's a compliment or not? No, it's good. Yeah. I would be like, oh, sorry, <laughs> I'm dead. No, I can. I could probably talk my way through things pretty well. Because sadly. I think about it, like all the movies, like I. I really liked James Bond when I was a kid. Uh-huh. Not so much... As I got older, I realized how kind of those movies treated women. Didn't uh-huh. really appreciate that, so yeah. I don't really watch them now. But I remember, like, Roger Moore was one of my favorites. Uh-huh. I watched all the spy movies. Then I think of, like, Tenet that just came out, which mm-hmm. is a new spy movie. And I've just always... And Mission Impossible, yeah. like, even though I'm not a big Tom Cruise fan, I just love those movies. Those movies are so good. It's just the adventure and the crazy things you can do. Yeah. And I guess the makeup and all that. Right. And I always, I guess I'm also, since I like a plan, I love the puzzle piece of putting like that whole, like a, like a mission impossible, like putting it together. I mean, I just, I love that whole, like the storyline of it. I feel like real spy plans probably take a little longer than like the 30 seconds where everybody knows exactly what they're doing. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I agree. In 30 seconds, everybody knows what to do. Yeah, they probably do take a little longer. There's probably a lot more variables to, to deal with. So I bet it is probably... Probably much harder than it seems like, so kudos to Hanson. Yeah. I mean, even <laughs> though he did some bad stuff, yeah. he was obviously good at it. Right. Huh. He, he tricked everybody. He did. So, yep. Well, Rebecca Hardy, you did so good. Did you like I our new format? got two out of three without the, what do you call those? Multiple choice. Right. You did. And I'm terrible at this game. And usually. look at all the cool prizes you got. I got an astronaut suit and yep. an air horn and a laser pin gun a noisy cricket pew, 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 pew. <laughs> yes that's what i got <laughs> yep so you racked up i did i think just having the extra incentive of the prizes really you it just locked you in yeah and you were ready to go so thank you for once again i learned a lot i didn't know anybody hit a golf ball out into the space but it wasn't actually it was on the moon so like see i i was i had a different visual about that yeah i didn't know like that's pretty cool I didn't know that happened. Also, I think it's it'd be one thing to be like, I'm going to take this on and we're going to hit a golf ball. But he snuck it on. Oh, yeah. He How was... can you do that? Are there not people that like comb that place? Maybe in the early 70s, they didn't. I would like think now. Chilly. You would think it's weighted like to the to the tiniest, like, Yeah, tiniest... they would know exactly the weight. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't as exact then. Wow. But you I would think know. now they'd be like, you're not carrying anything on. That's yeah. not legit. That's crazy. So. Well, anyways. It makes for a good story. It does make for a good story. Even if Scooter McScoops still doesn't believe it. (laughs) Hope that dude's okay. (laughs) I'm going to call him. As soon as we get off, I'm going to try to call him and see what's up. I'm going to text him. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That'll totally confuse him. (laughs) He'll have no idea what's happening. That's right. Well, thank you very much for this informative lesson on this month in history. It's been fantastic. If you have not already liked and subscribed, you need to do that. But hey, Share a podcast, like on your social media, like click the share button and share it. Share one of your favorites. I mean, we got to start campaigning. So share the last one (laughs) or share this one or share another one from a different season. I mean, how cool is that to share this with a friend? Because a lot of people tell me they listen to it while they walk and exercise and even just drive in the car. So, you know, if you want something kind of mindless and fun to listen to, but you also learn a few things like spies and golf balls. I mean, we're informative too. So make sure you share this podcast with a friend. That's your challenge. All right. Hardy party five and a half over and out. We'll see you next time.